Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, Drew Scott here, and I'm Jonathan Scott, reminding you that life's better with a home policy from American Family Insurance. They can help you get just the right protection at just the right price and help you save when you bundle home and auto. Kind of like Goldilocks and the Three Bears. It'll be just right for you. We love a custom build. American Family Insurance. Insure carefully. Dream fearlessly. Get a quote and find an agent at AmFam.com. Products not available in every state. Visit AmFam.com to learn how discounts may apply to you. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, S.I. and its operating company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin. Hey everyone, my name is Danilo Petrovic. I'm Ilya Marchenko. I'm Dennis Kudla. I'm Evgeny Donskoy. I'm Henry Laksan. I'm Peter Turepko, and you're listening to the Game to Love podcast. Hey, welcome back, tennis fans. We're finally here. Sorry for the small hiatus uh, that we missed the last couple of days. JG leaving the company that we both uh, work for sort of had us out of action (laughs) yesterday, unfortunately, after the big celebrations. Sorry to see you go, sir. But But, but was you about to say the company we both love? I was going to say the boat we both work for. Okay. And we we both It sounded like love. Yeah. Well, anyway, yeah, uh, be sorry to see you go, but I'm sure I'll be seeing you again, mate. So it's not really uh, <laughs> that much commiserations because we're on the pod, isn't it? So we're on the pod, and the next job, which I'll be doing, will be about ten minutes from the from the one you are walking. So yeah, exactly. it's pretty much not much is going to change. Uh, thanks for coming out the other night. It was obviously a very good one. Not going to embarrass you of any photos or videos of the night. Um, so (laughs) don't worry about that. Let's focus on the tennis. So much tennis has been played. I feel like you did cover some when I missed it at the start, um, but I've had a recap of over as much as possible, watched some highlights, uh, and obviously been a bit shocked by the results. Let's be honest. This is the men's one. We'll be doing something for the women's for the final later on. Um, just talking, giving our preview on that, but for the men's, I think the only place to start is what the hell has happened with these, um, semifinals. In well, terms of credit to the players who have got there, but nobody, and I mean nobody, would have called these semi-finals in this year's Indian Wells. It's mad, isn't it? We were talking it? about it as like the fifth Grand Slam. It's a two-week event, um, yeah. pushed to October. We've got the different conditions, and everyone was talking about the likes of Sissipas, got a comfortable draw. Medvedev, in the form of his life, unplayable at times. Zverev, after winning, well, he just got to... Um, just won the Olympic gold yeah. in the form of his life as well, playing brilliant. Cincinnati. Cincinnati, yeah. doing amazing in all the Masters. You'd expect him to go far. Rublev playing well as well at the moment. 
And ultimately, we've got these four names. Grigor Dimitrov, <laughs> 23rd seed. Cameron Norrie, 21st. Taylor Fritz, 31st. And Basilashvili, 29th. And, well, who takes the 2021 BMP Panibus Open Trophy? I think your guess here is as good as mine because... So yeah. we start with out of them four names, who's the biggest surprise? Yeah, uh, I think we probably should. And there's just part of me that thinks, based upon the way that this year has gone and the fact that he was carrying an injury as well, and I didn't even know if we'd see him back to the top of his game yet, Taylor Fritz is has done incredibly here, especially the last round, knocking out Zverev, who's been in some of the best form I've ever seen Zverev play recently, saved match points against him and beat him in an epic third set. Just, I don't know. It's just like a fairy tale. Obviously, we've spoken to his physio as well. We know the Wolf. What an amazing guy. This is a guy who was just smashing it up in the UTS only a few months ago, uh, having a having a bit of a laugh out there. Now, semi-finals of Indian Wells. Yeah, it's brilliant. We, we, we do know how good Fritz is. For me, he's mm. actually one of the most exciting American players, and there's a lot of them in terms of raw talent and what he was able to do sort of um, at a younger age than some of the other Americans. Mm. He was the, one of the best up-and-coming prospects. Uh, fizzled out a little bit, but still is awesome. And I love watching Taylor Fritz. Good yeah. to see that he's finally back over that injury. It was a very horrible one. I know he had to have some some, some operations for that. But listen, he's back and he's playing great. We've got Joe here in the chat saying Fritz is a huge surprise to me. So she's agreeing with what you're saying. I'm probably going to go the other side. I'm actually thinking Dimitrov for me. Biggest shock. And I know you're going to say it's not much of a shock because of the way he's been playing. And of that, I'll give you um, give you your dues. But Grigor Dimitrov coming into this tournament was didn't have much form at all. I think the tournament before, I don't yeah. know if you've got that up, but I remember he played a little bit better and we saw some spells from Dimitrov in that of some signs of life. Apart yeah. from that, we've had every injury in the book this year. He's had issues with his teeth, with his <laughs> with his ankle, with his knees, with his yeah. everything. With his fingers, I'm sure, his, his, his rib cage. Every possible thing, he's had it, Dimitrov. Abdominals, he's had COVID. He was struggling with the effects of, of um, long COVID. I know there's a lot yeah. some, some people and players alike who COVID really knocks them down a little bit more than others. And Dimitrov's one of them people I'd put in that bracket. He had COVID and when he got back to sort of recover and he's, it took him a little bit longer than everyone else. And yeah. he's really struggled with that dynamic. And it's been a season to forget for him. All of a sudden, he's hit Indian Wells and just been unplayable. He's beaten yeah. the best player, I think, right now in current form on the hard courts in Daniel Medvedev. And yep. he's not. He, and I know I missed the match because um, I was unable to cover it, but you covered it on the live watch along yep. quite well. And I tried to watch a little bit of that. And you was blown away as well by what was happening. Um, mm. he, he was losing 4-1. And then he hardly lost a game after that. Eight in a row. Yeah. Eight in I mean, a row. It was just madness. It just suddenly... And the, the words I used during that match, um, I believe, ring true. I think it was form is temporary, class is permanent. And uh, he's the type of player, if he digs deep and re rediscovers how good he really is, he becomes unplayable. And Medvedev said it himself, I don't think anyone will beat him if he plays the way he played against me uh, in that match. And high praise because Medvedev has been sort of wiping the court with everyone. Obviously beat Djokovic in the final, didn't even drop a set, that type of thing. 
And to, for him to do that against uh, Medvedev and then do it against her catch as well. No easy opponents. He's a good player in America. I think Dimitrov is a scary prospect when he's playing well. That's that's the truth of the matter. And there's not I mean there's no big three left in the tournament because they didn't even enter the tournament. And they would be the normal players who you'd be worried Dimitrov playing. Uh if you look who's left in it, you'd say he's probably got the one he's the one with the most uh the highest ceiling of outstanding tennis, I'd say, on a tennis court. Yeah. That's what the way I'd see it. I'm the way I probably for outstanding tennis, I'll probably even say Basilashvili probably would be second to him, which is crazy because he's come back out of nowhere as well. I think you're doing the other two a disservice. I, I know. I, I wouldn't know where to rank them all. I would have to put Dimitrov as my biggest shock and one of the most impressive, just purely for the fact of what he did against Daniel Medvedev. I would, I'm not sure what the exact odds are were when he was down trading in that second set, but you'd think there was well over 100 to 1, um, probably more for sure in that one. It was Mission Impossible. And I think someone said it in the chat. Alex here saying the game against Medvedev was Mission Impossible for Grigor. <laughs> yeah, exactly. uh, we've got Alex also saying he hit form in San Diego. That's what I was alluding to. We yep. did see signs of him playing well in the event prior. And that was San Diego. Thanks for um, giving, giving me the name for that one. Um, Big Karats over there, didn't he? Yeah, he, he looked good. A lot better than usual, put it that way. Where do you want to start with this? I think we'll stick with... with well, we spoke a little bit about uh, Fritz and Dimitrov. Shall I move down? So we got. Let's see the next matchups, and that's going to be semi-final number one: Grigor Dimitrov, Cam Norrie, and Cam Norrie. He wow. is still, in my opinion, leading the way for the most improved player this year. And there's a yeah. lot of contenders. Um, I can't think of all of them on the top of my head, but the first one that springs to mind is Aslan Karatsev. Let's well, be honest. Yeah. Let's start to the beginning of the year. What he did in Australia, no one expo- saw that happen. Uh, he's just sort of come onto the scene and just been outstanding, really. I know he's faded a little bit recently, but he's got to be up there in the discussion. Can you think of any others? Alcaraz. Alcaraz, yeah. yeah. But we sort of, we did have, we expected that a lot from him. If you're t- talking about the most improved, Alcaraz has improved a lot, but I don't think anyone has improved as much as Cam Norrie. Playing on the slow court here in Indian Wells, we were talking about how it suits sort of the clay mm. quarters. Yep. You don't really get a better clay court than the Diego Schwartzman. And he's been in a in formidable form this tournament. He look, he's looked so comfortable. The conditions yep. seem to suit him perfectly. He's just beating Casper Ruud. And he didn't yeah. just beat him. He, he sort of demolished him very yeah. com- convincingly. I think it was uh, free and free, was it right? I think you're right. Yeah, it was yep. very comfortable. He's then gone on. And played Cam Norrin. I'm looking at the odds before. I think Swartzman was was a marginal favourite. I thought this one would be a free setter. Swartzman maybe takes it in the third. But no, Cam Norrie had different <laughs> ideas. He bageled him and then 6-2. So he only dropped two games just over an hour. And looking at the stats here, I was, I was unable to watch the match because we was actually out um, having a yeah. few too many drinks. But just phenomenal phenomenal and you've got to put him up there now as a contender to win the whole thing surely i think i've read somewhere as well hasn't he won as many ma- he's won the most matches this year i think i read like 44 wins or something on the tour cam nori and he's now pass maybe he's leading that but I oh, feel like... he... okay i'll have to clarify but i will i don't have that stat on me but i know Sorry. cam nori's definitely in the top three or top five he's up he... there yeah, he's in... yeah. it's amazing what he's done it might have either leading it or they said he'd leveled with Djokovic or something like a, a crazy stat anyway. For someone like Cam Norrie who came in yeah, uh, not last year, I was going to say yesterday, came in last year and 
probably everyone was looking at Dan Evans as the the hopeful for for GB, and Norris surpassed him this year by far. Uh, Dan Evans had a good start to the year, won a tournament, but since then, consistency wise, Norris been exemplary, and I think if he continues in that trajectory, he's getting deeper and deeper into like bigger tournaments now, uh, and the lefty. Always a problem for for yeah. certain players, and if he plays on slower courts, you're seeing he's becoming a bit of a clay court uh, master, Cam Nori. So uh, I'm excited to see what next year holds. I think he's going to keep on going up. Yeah, I think it's uh, an exciting time for British tennis. We've obviously had Radu Kanu on the women's side, and Cam Nori has really announced himself uh, as like a sort of top twenty player now. I'd say. I think he's confirmed himself as the number one British player in the world. Yeah, definitely. In my opinion. Um, I've been a lot more impressed with him than Dan Evans. And I don't think I would have necessarily said that at the start of the year. So credit to Cam Norrie. And now we're talking about him potentially going all the way and mm. uh, winning a Masters, which is phenomenal because I don't know if you've Incredible. got up. I know I'd, you said you had yeah. some stats up for Cam Norrie about what he's done this year. Sure. But, let, let us know about how he's done in some, some finals and some wow. stats in Masters in the it's past. Pretty- Pretty mad. Uh, it's been pretty non-existent, really, his Masters runs. He had a third round in Monte Carlo in 2019, and that was his best ever. And then he equaled yep. that in Miami this year. So just third round. Okay. He had second round in uh, Rome, and then just two first round exits in, uh, I believe it was Toronto and Cincinnati. So to go from that to now his first ever semi-final uh, in Indian Wells, possibly the biggest one. Yeah, everyone can argue that until the cows come home, but it's labelled as the fifth Grand Slam for a reason. So it's over these two weeks, and it's not like we haven't had a high level of competition in this. I I think that we have. We haven't had the big three, but all of the other players in it have been the top notch. And to, for him to be there, well done to him and and his team as well, because it's. Behind every great uh, player, there is a team of people working to try and get the best out of him. So he's obviously we've got the right people around him. Yeah, I don't know if I even showed these two these players justice enough at the start mm. of this in my intro, saying how it's such a big shock. They've all deserved it on their own accord because yes. they've all been phenomenal. Uh, if you just want to go to the next tab and then we'll go down to the bottom sure. bit of this one in a bit. But on this next one, it's quite interesting. So not that I think one. It's the one after. Yeah. Okay. Apologies. No, no, the one after this. Apologies. Here we go. So the first time in ATP Masters 1000 history, 280 events since 1990, that all four semi-finalists are outside the top 25 of the FedEx ATP rankings. Wow. It's something which no one could have seen happen at all. Like Not to see at least one of the higher-ranked players into the semi-finals is astonishing. And they've all deserved it because they've all beaten really good players to get here and in convincing fashion as well. Um, they didn't just fluke them. I wouldn't no. say the top players were really that off their game. You can make some cases maybe for Sister Pass. He's not been he's not been a bit unwell. They still had to beat them, and they played well enough their opponents to 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 be challenged. Where it was a, it was a tricky victory. Yeah. Um, but so let that's want to reiterate that these guys have been amazing. I'm I'm really happy for them. So just going back to the first tab. Sure. So at the bottom, this goes go to the other matchup. Um, and then we'll give our predictions on both. Taylor Fritz, Nicholas Bassasvili. Yeah, I mean... Where to, where to start, really? I think you've got to probably go with Taylor Fritz. Um, we've spoke about him a bit at the start. Mm. He's just beaten Zverev then. 
I know. And and Zverev. And he was over 100 to 1 at one point in that match. Um, He had to save two match points, 5-3 down. He looked pretty much over. Um, There's a graphic of Zverev sort of shushing the crowd. Um, as if well, that come to that come back to bite him, it wasn't <laughs> his, his greatest idea in the world. Taylor yeah. Fritz, he's had a, a very challenging year with injuries. We've seen what he's capable of, and he is often the ignored American. You've got a lot of young talent yeah. in Nakashima, Brooksby, um, obviously Corder as well. And Taylor Fritz has been slightly ignored, he was there before all of these guys, and I think he is just as good, if not better, at times. And you can certainly not ignore him. We've seen him come very close against Novak Djokovic this year. Um, that was in a Grand Slam, is that right? Yeah, yeah, exactly right. I mean, that, that was, was in Australia. Australia, start of the yep. year. He's had injury concerns. I worry about his gas tank the longer a match goes on. But in terms of what he can do, especially in a best of three scenario in America on the hard courts, there's not many better than him. So I'm glad to see him back. Um, and really, on to Zverev quickly. I don't know if you've got the the stat up for him because might be the last one. Zverev, yeah, the tab. Uh, Did you want what? Did you want to speak about Basashvili or Zverev? Zverev, I think it's the last tab. Then. Oh right, oh right. Sorry on the tabs. Apologies. This one. Here we go. So this is now Zverev. So 2016 Indian Wells round four versus Nadal, Um, and you can see the first picture there. Sorry, I'll go down. So this is him. With match points, I believe, in the same scenario, 40 30, um, looking to win the match. And I know Nadal did bagel him in the second, but he's he's there and about over 100 to 1 to win the match. And he's bottled it, lost the match. Nadal come back on one. Move oh. on to the next graphic. This has just happened. The same thing yet again. 40 30 oh. in the third, Indian Wells. He's done the shush there. Not a good idea to go for the shush. <laughs> and it's all gone wrong for him. It's like he's not learned from the first uh, experience with Rafa. Credit to Fritz, though. He fought yeah. so hard. There's so many times when I thought he was out of this one. I didn't believe he could win from that position. And he found a way. And ultimately, in the tie break, it went all the way to tie break. And he played a very good tie break. In fact, the final point was amazing. I thought it was a really good, um, strong aggressive tennis from him. Rod Laver was there. He was on his feet. He enjoyed it. And I certainly did as well. Brilliant tennis from Fritz. Yeah. Not good for Zverev though. Same thing happened back to back now. Well, I say back to back, but it, it, he's been in that situation twice now in the last, say, six years. Hmm. Needs to sort that out. Kind of, kind of keep having these uh, issues arising with him. A frailty no, no. in his game we thought was gone. Definitely. But I think that you've got to but it can happen as well. It can happen. I think that we should focus on Fritz more than on Zverev. I know it's easy to focus on the Zverev. And I think you've you've got to look more towards a positive Fritz story here than the negative Zverev. I think it's easy to go down the, the rabbit hole of uh, crit- criticizing Zverev. He should have probably won. But credit to Taylor Fritz. He dug in deep. And... I think he'll be looking to try and get that number one spot in the US rankings. He's obviously got the two big servers above him, Riley and Big John. They are the two who are ahead of him. And I think he has the more exciting game style out of probably most of uh, those that top little uh, pack. He's got Corder, who he's just ahead of, TFO, McDonald, all in that little bracket there. There's some good players, but I think he's the standout one. Yep. And he's now putting himself on the scene. I think all that we're missing now is just like a big tournament win for him. 
Uh, yep. And then I think he takes it. I think he goes to the top. Well, I'm looking here. His best result is um is on grass. He, he won Eastbourne in 2019, beating Sam Querry in the final. Apart from that, he's lost uh, four finals. One against Rafa, one against Schwartzman, uh, another against Dimonor and and Kaini Shikori. So he's not the best when it when when he, when he gets to the business end, and that's going to be my real worry for him now. Now we are approaching the business end. Could we see him? falter a little bit that's been his one sort of criticism I would say hasn't won enough events he's been very close he's had his injuries but I think he does he's a, he's a, he's a very good player um mm. technically one of the best I think and it's a shame he's not won more because he deserves to he just needs to get get it together when it gets to the business end against Bassas Philly let's talk about him now um yes. never done great in Masters if I'm honest I think his best ever result is a third round he got to the third round this year in the Canadian Open. But listen, there's a few, lot of third rounds, but no, that's it. Never really done very well at all. Um, he's done well in the ATP Tour, won a few titles. Obviously, two this year already. He's yeah. won Qatar um, and he won uh, on the clay in the, the Bavarian Championship in Germany not too long ago. So two titles this year. He's got a good record in finals. He's won five in total, only losing two. So... I actually fancy him towards the end of a tournament, funny enough. And as much as I've been singing uh, Fritz's praise, something is starting to tell me. I think Bassas Philly beats him here against Fritz. And I think he's just having a bit of one of them years under the radar yeah. where no one's really talking about him. He was on that back of them terrible, terrible run of, of, of results. There was a lot of off-court problems as well. And I was really fearing the worst for him. In fact, I didn't think he would be playing much much more tennis for, for longer, if I'm honest, because he just looked like he was spiraling out of control. Yeah. He's back. He's better than ever. This has probably been one of his best ever seasons. And no one's talking about him. Two titles deep. And now, semi-finals of an Indian Wells, he could be, he's one match away now from a final. And part of me thinks he does it. So I'm not going to mess around. I'm going to get into my predictions. And I'm going to go Bashash Philly wins this one in three sets, 2-1. Well, you'd be surprised. Um, we need to probably speak about their previous head-to-head -head as well because they've played each other twice this year on hard courts. Uh, they played each other in Doha, where that was where Basashvili won the event, and it was in the semi-finals again. And Basashvili beat him in straight sets there in a very convincing victory, 7-6-6-1, and then went on to beat Agut in the final. The next time they played, though, was in Dubai, and Fritz got one back over on him. Three sets, very tight, tie break decided it in the last set. So they won a piece this year, but that one was the earlier rounds. And like you were saying, Basilashvili, I think he likes it. When he gets it in a little, uh, on like a roll, let's say, when he was playing Sissipas, I know we were saying Sissipas a little bit, got the sniffles, had a bit of a cold this week. I don't think he would have got the shots back anyway. Looking at some of the highlights of the match, when he hits the ball hard, I know that we sort of said, oh, when Roger Federer came back and he had to play Basashvili and Basashvili pretty much wiped the court with him, it was, I don't think anybody would have beaten him still there either. I think he, when he plays well, he's got such flat, powerful shots. They just skip it's off just the It's just when service. it all comes together, but it's yeah. just quite rare that it all happens for him, I feel, in his yeah. career, which is not, not a bad thing because when he's on his top game, there's not many people better than him. He's class. Um, just top difficult 10. for him to have that consistency. Yeah, definitely, I would say he was. Um, and yeah, beating Sissipas. I know we've got a little thing about Sissipas. Maybe we'll bring that up. Yeah, because good. I just want to stick up for him. I feel like a lot of the times, 
people have, me, myself as well, included in this, we've been jumping down Steph's throat a lot. We've had the toilet break saga. Yeah. We've had the whole vaccination saga. We've had yeah. him losing that Grand Slam final. I think we need to put it into perspective. And this this tweet does it quite well. I know it's a City Pass fan, but let's give some Steph love on the podcast for a change. Nice to mix it up. And this is Steph is the youngest player in the top five right now in just his third full year on tour. That already blew my mind. I didn't realise it was only three. Um, mad, he's it? already won uh, seven titles plus 10 finals, managed to take two sets of Novak in the Roland Garros in his first final, beaten Nadal, Federer in Grand Slams, and he still needs to prove why he's world number three. I think the proof's in the pudding. The stats don't lie. He has been one of the leaders in the world right now in tennis, and there's not many better than him. Yeah, he There is the downsides of all the everything else, which I just mentioned before. We know he's not perfect, but nobody is. And in terms of his tennis, what he offers, and how how beautiful it is to watch as well. He's a very um, yeah. easy on the eye tennis player. I think you just got to maybe just step off his neck a little bit and just allow him to flourish at his own pace because he's yeah. doing great. He's doing good things. He's going to win Grand Slams. I'm sure of it. And let's just be here for the journey. Shout out to Sissipas. Um, as much as I do give you a hard time, I am a bit of a fan at times. And I, I would right. love to see him go and do well. There's no real hardship losing this semi-final. It can happen. He come up against someone very uh, who's in great form, playing well, and it was just all firing for him that day. He still made it tricky, went to three sets. Um, and Sister Pass, for me, is... I don't want to make excuses for him, but you could see in his post-match interview in the round before, he was, wasn't was well. No. He really wasn't well. And he, he still went out there. There's a lot of players he would have pulled out and not given their all. He still wanted to play tennis. And that's a credit to him. I think he's played more matches than anyone this year and won more as well. So Yeah, he's been great. He's, he's, he's been working hard. He's been around in all the tournaments. And 2021 wouldn't have been half the year without him. So I'm shout to- out to him. Totally agree. I will echo exactly what you're saying there. And I think... One thing that needs to be remembered when we're talking about Sissipas, because we we can't just jump on him, because all of the great players in the game, they all have little things about them which some people might not like. And let's just remember that with and that goes for everybody, because it's we're quick. There's people quick to defend Novak Djokovic. Pick uh, people quick to defend Daniel Medvedev when they do like things on court but City Pass hasn't had as many people defending him so you've got to remember oh yeah you might have taken a toilet back he might have done this he might be a little bit like oh he's lost a match he shouldn't have done he's only had this amount of time on tour he's and he's already achieved yeah. so much so cut the guy some slack he's an amazing tennis player and he's going to do stuff that probably annoys people he's Look, going to ben... get better though Ben as well we yeah, need to sort of exactly. go on for that he's going he's to be gonna... a lot better this is just the start of him uh, yeah. So let's see well, what the future has to bring You're not going to like that. everything that people do on court. Unfortunately, that's just we're used to that now these days. But that's just the character. You either buy into it or you don't. And I'm on board to watch no, I, what I'm not going to stick up for the stuff on the court. I don't like all the toilet no, breaks. but you don't antics. have to like it. But I'm just saying, and I'll stand, I'll, I'll call him out when I see it because I think it's nonsense. I think it's boring. <laughs> I think it just ruins the game a little bit. But you've got to you sort of be... Um, um, impartial with, with what you're saying in terms of you just got to think things logically and think, well, you know what? He does that. I don't like, but there's a lot of things I do like, and I want to stick up for him in certain, certain situations, but I'm, I'm cautious. I'm running out of time. Um, and it's very difficult to sort of fit these ones in. We'll be doing a women's one later on, but let's just go with our prediction. So mine was Bassas Philly. If you want to go back to the other graphic. I will. Right. So mine's Bassas Philly in three. 
I think I'm going to go the same. I'm going to go Basashvili in two, just based upon their last performance in the semi-final. I think that he does it again. Okay. Uh, and moving on to the other match, Dimitrov Nori. <laughs> Listen, this, this is... Sorry. I don't actually have a clue. I really don't have a clue. Dimitrov Medvedev. Um, I know there was plenty of quotes Medvedev gave for him. One of them being, out of all of his opponents at the US Open, he said nobody played at the level of Grigor Dimitrov. So... You've got to consider Djokovic was part of that, uh, part of them people who, who he faced. And he just got so much praise on Dimitrov. I saw the volley Dimitrov did against her catch. I was blown away by it. I think I've just been sucked in. I'm going Dimitrov yeah. in three. Well, I was going to say, before you make your decision, just their quick one on their head-to-head. They played once this year. That's their only meeting. It was in a Masters in Miami. Cam mm. Norrie won in straight sets. 7-5, seven, five, seven, five. Just if that makes it any more difficult for you. For me, I think it's going to be close. But if Grigor's not on his game, Norrie will be. So I'm going to say Cam Norrie goes to the final in three sets. Okay. I like that. I think you've got... It's a wise one as well because, like you said, if Dimitrov is off, out of colour, in any any shape or form, he loses and loses yep. badly as well. Um, Norrie has the, the, the potential to bagel this guy and breadstick him. I honestly believe that. But if Dimitrov plays like he has done the last two I matches, know. he wins. So let's see what happens. I'm going for Grigor. He wins in three. I think they're both going to be long matches. It's difficult to call. I don't think anyone in our tennis league had, say, a dimitrov uh final or any of these four to say that in the final. So well done to anyone who did. I don't know if you've got the tennis thing up. Maybe we can just announce who is currently leading. And remember, if you don't, if you want to make sure... Uh, if, you, if you haven't already, join our league. The link's in the description. It's the tennis app, T-N-N-S. You can have it on Android or iPhone, free to join. And for example, this event, we're giving away $100 for free for the winner of the men's, winner of the women's. And currently, the winner, well, the current leader of the men's is, it Ben. Is. It is. Here we go. I'm just going to bring the leaderboard. It is someone called Murray97 as the Ooh. leader at the moment. They're one point uh, in the lead over number two, Magaman. And oh, nice. and we got Carrillo in fourth. Uh, oh, uh, so Thomas Rock doing well as well. That's great to see. We'll talk about the women's one later when we do that do that podcast. I think for now, we'll wrap this one up. Shout out for everyone who joined us in this one. Uh, make sure you like and subscribe. We'll hopefully do some watch-alongs. We've got draw previews tomorrow. It's all back on track at Game to Love. We took some days off. We had too much to drink, but we're back and ready and bigger than ever to, to get through all this tennis. We've got some finals to cover as well, and we're going to be doing it all. So like the video, subscribe, and we'll see you on the next one. See you later on, guys. Podcast Network.